This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, people, so y'all know a few days ago we covered this story regarding Shueisha. Trending worldwide, people were running, hiding, scared. Everyone was on edge because apparently over on Twitter in particular, people were getting copyright struck left and right. People lost their accounts. It was just really, really bad over there on Twitter and Shueisha was trending worldwide. It was just a, a horrible scene. Everybody was feeling like, yo, this is going to be the death of any Twitter, any tube, all sorts of stuff. People were getting scared and a lot of people were attributing uh, everything that was going on the chaos due to the recent change and the new law in Japan that was prohibiting a lot of these things from going down. It was bad. People were getting strikes for fan art and stuff like that. Well, some information came out, some investigating came out from a particular user over on Twitter that has kind of dispelled and things just got stranger. Things just got really weird uh, because if you go by what this very, very good investigation showcases is that it actually was not Shueisha at all. We've been bamboozled, tricked, hoodwinked, all of that and it's ridiculous so this episode in particular since it's a follow-up we're going to only be talking about this story but it's really really bizarre what happened how it happened and yeah we might not need to be on edge as much as we have been the last few days because it, it might have not been legit. It might have not come from Shueisha. Let's talk about it. Make your move. That's how it be, though. So I want to say it was yesterday. A Twitter user by the name New World Archer, if I'm not mistaken, uh, came out with this long post. And we're going to read it. It's pretty lengthy or whatnot. But based on what, what was read, based on what I've seen, it's very, very compelling to say that the strikes that were coming out, the copyright strikes, people losing their accounts, all sorts of stuff, Shueisha trending worldwide on Twitter, was not due to Shueisha. It was actually due to some trolls... Uh, I guess if you want to call them abusing of the copyright system but on a mass level because it was not just like you know a couple of people a lot of people were affected by this we're gonna read it now we're gonna get through it as quick as we can so you guys can understand what the hell happened and why this sounds legit that it actually wasn't Shueisha this was a massive hoax the full truth of the Shueisha copyright hoax the following document aims to take an in-depth look into the recent situation regarding Shueisha's Twitter copyright takedowns and unmasking the full truth beneath this complicated situation through extensive research and showing decisive evidence that this entire incident was an orchestrated attack that was not caused by Shueisha. On January 7, 2021, I woke up with my Twitter account being locked due to a copyright claim. The account was easily unlockable, but this claim resulted in several images I uploaded being removed and a warning from Twitter that repeated infringements could get my account suspended. This claim was in the name of Shueisha, the publishing house of One Piece and many other series, citing the use of images from their original manga works as a misuse of copyrighted material. I was not the only one to be affected, with several people being included in the mail 
I was sent by Twitter and with other users receiving similar notices on the same day, resulting in a site-wide purge of content. This blew up with Shueisha trending at top 10 worldwide, receiving dozens of thousands of tweets filled with anger, protest, and fear at this event. Many news outlets have covered this matter and have accused Shueisha of these actions. I and many other creators and fans in the community have felt threatened by this matter, fearing that Shueisha decided to revise their copyright rules to be as punishing and immorally anti-consumer as possible to the point that fans would not even be able to talk about their series in a serious breach of freedom of speech. And yet the story we unearthed over the following days proved the shocking revelation that this entire thing was a hoax. Again, I want to stress that this is not completely uh, dismissed. This is not clarified. This is just some really good evidence to support this theory, but we don't know for sure if this was actually a hoax or not, but based on all this evidence it's looking that way things that don't add up understandably taken by panic and unable to piece things together due to the scattered events many came to the conclusion these claims were legitimate however it was evident from the get-go that several things did not add up however before we tackle those it is essential to clarify a couple things many have blamed this on a new copyright law that was passed in japan at the start of the year but that is not the case the law indicates that things such as tweeting partial content from the series does not breach this law in any way people saying that this series of events was caused by this new law is nothing more than baseless speculation furthermore only a few accounts and very few select tweets were targeted which would be odd if this was a new policy site-wide crackdown that is true um i've posted y'all know every week i usually post uh if you follow me over on twitter my thoughts my very brief first thoughts on the chapters that came out from my hero one piece black clover and stuff like that and uh, i was not hit but i <laughs> went back and i took care of a lot of that stuff but yeah some have blamed this as a crackdown on people uploading scans aka pirated content before release but that is not the case many of the accounts including mine only cover officially released content and even their own employees were hit so this was not an attack on pirated content but content in general piracy and scans were not the source of this situation however the biggest oddity is the sheer inconsistency of these copyright claims and how they claim material that no sane human would consider a breach of copyright many have attributed that these claims were the work of a rogue bot meant to flag copyrighted content that simply failed at doing its job and incorrectly flagged these tweets however besides the fact that it would be embarrassing for a company to cause this result through the work of a bot i can prove that no bot was involved due to the following reasons one there were certain images that i had included in several different tweets over and over yet only some of the tweets containing said images the exact same image file were taken down if it had been a bot then it would have taken all of these images since they first detected that exact file in some of my tweets some other users also posted the same panels without being spotted or claimed fan art was also affected some have debated this because said fan art resembles an actual panel or official art but this is false this includes fan art that did not look like any original panel and was completely unique which simply could not have been the work of a bot pictures of cosplay were affected there is no realistic conceivable way a bot mistook a human being for a manga panel that is 100 true the takedowns were far too few and specifically targeted to be the work of a bot mass flagging many accounts the attack was very evidently done manually meaning that this individual claimed images that would not be considered an infringement of rights and people have rightfully pointed out that any company would be out of their minds to attack some of these choices such as fan art or cosplay it's no surprise many people have been shocked and confused by the events because they really don't make 
any rational sense. Not to mention retweets also resulted in an account claim and even gifts, which are integrated in Twitter's own system and should not be the responsibility of the user, were also claimed. Furthermore, the email claims that the infringement is of original manga artwork. It is very specifically states that the infringement is the unauthorized use of content from the original manga works. The email does not indicate an accusation of using anime screenshots, fan art, or cosplay. Yet anime screenshots, fan art, and cosplay were included in the links within the email, which contradicts the statement provided. And of course, most suspicious of all is this account striking official Shueisha employees. An artist who officially provides art for the Dragon Ball license with an actual permission was affected as well. This was not the work of a bot, and it is hard to believe a Shueisha employee would make a mistake as Claire striking their own employee. That is possible, though. I've seen crazy shit like that happen before. The evidence? You come up with an excuse for each of these things, but when put together, they certainly arise suspicion around the situation, and yet there is one piece of evidence that completely puts into doubt the legitimacy of these claims and reveals a shocking truth. If we scroll down to the end of the email of each claim, we can see Shueisha's information, including their site, address, phone number, fax, and the person making these claims. Except the phone number is fake, or rather, not that it doesn't exist, but it's not Shueisha's own phone number, which doesn't necessarily mean, you know, this could just mean it's a third party. It is the phone number of Japanese publisher Karokawa, which it is an extremely separate publishing company not tied to Shueisha. But it doesn't end there, which by the way, I think they did join forces at some given point so again we gotta we gotta be fair about things to get the the truth out of here the fax number is also not shueisha's but karokawa's how could a shueisha employee make such a fundamental mistake and include not just the wrong phone number but the wrong fax number in a legal document misrepresenting their company and involving another company which could have potentially devastating legal ramifications again if they're working or they hire them through a third party there's a possibility here is why if you search on google shueisha address google provides from a japanese publisher's contact website the information situation's address phone number and fax number these are the same address phone number and fax number featured in the copyright email except this is a google glitch looking into it it is a glitch caused by google when attempting to render on its page the information about shueisha by accident the google bot picked up karokawa's phone number and fax number and accidentally mixed them in with shueisha's incorrectly referring to these as shueisha's numbers however if you were to use japanese google you would find the proper phone contacts of shueisha none of which lined up with the number or fax included in the email this means that whoever copy pasted this information did not search it in japanese and was likely not a resident of japan even in the absurd belief that this employee forgot this critical company information and just copied it from Google, which would be unacceptable and inexcusable for a legal document to begin with, this proves this could not have been the case because proper research done in Japanese would yield the actual numbers. And in fact, there is evidence to prove this information was copy-pasted from Google beyond doubt. The way it was formatted in the email is identical to how it is presented on Google. The formatting of the address, phone, and fax, writing the formatting of the phone and fax numbers and the formatting of the address are all all identical. By doing the same myself and copy-pasting the information, I was able to achieve the same results, making it evident it was lifted from Google and not by an actual employee of Shueisha, yet whoever wrote this mail could not be bothered to fact-check if these were accurate. To put into other words, the claim does not have any legitimate contact information. Claims such as these always include an email to dispute the matter or other information as well as legitimate ways to contact the one making the claim, yet those are entirely missing from here. This claim was completely anonymous and there was no real way to track down the 
person that made it, which was intentional because this individual does not work with Shueisha. But it doesn't end there. Because if you properly investigate, you'll find out that the argument being made in the complaint about defending Shueisha's own properties is actually copy-pasted from a generic description found on Shueisha's own company website. The same website is even linked at the end of the email showing how the person who wrote it was aware where they copy-pasted this claim from. There are so many other things that don't add up. The mail makes reference to One Piece and Dragon Ball Super by linking to their Manga Plus websites rather than any actual Japanese websites about either brand or series. And Dragon Ball does not include any links since it is not featured on Manga Plus, meaning whoever wrote this email couldn't be bothered to add an actual Japanese source for Dragon Ball. As proven before, it appears the individual does not know how to research in Japanese. The entire mail is also devoid of any information in Japanese, even down to any legal information, references, or contacts. The individual but then the question arises on who this individual posing as Shueisha is. And after investigating and talking with several people, something came up. I came across a certain individual who has been harassing other creators under the same tactics with evidence pointing to them being the one and the same who has led these fraudulent attacks. In particular, I want to detail the story of a certain content creator who might have been the target that has led to this entire situation. The user in question is full-time streamer Jessix, who has been one of the many targets in this case. Here's a full timeline of events on October 23rd. 2020, Jessix uploaded what is known as a fan cam of Dragon Ball on her Twitter, featuring shots from the show in a short video. On December 22nd, this video was claimed and taken down. However, the one who did take down said claim was not Shueisha, but an individual claiming to represent the record labels for the music used in the video. However, these record labels were falsely related and represented artists that were not featured in that video or did not even exist. This was all made up for the sake of a fraudulent claim. On that very same day, December 22nd, someone messaged Jessica via a discord private message asking for attention then just three days later on december 25th 2020 a friend of jessix had her twitter account suspended due to similar fraudulent claims via another alternate account with a very similar name this individual messaged jessix once again on discord in this message they threatened jessix with the claim that they had previously sent and fully admitted to their guilt of being fraudulent claims and not owning the rights on january 4th 2021 jessix got another copyright claim only this time in the name with Shueisha being the individual mentioned before that it has many of us, the first of its kind. The strange thing about this claim is that it was exclusively directed at Jessix. No other users were involved. This was before any other users were hit. Yet this very first claim attack, the first of its kind as far as I'm aware, was a very decisive and targeted attack towards Jessix alone. Not even 24 hours later, on January 5th, 2021, Jessix got yet another copyright claim by Shueisha, though this time other tweets from other individuals were included as part of this claim. This was likely to not arise suspicion on this targeted attack or simply as a matter to attack other creators in general out of spite. Looking at it, it appears this individual simply looked up One Piece on Twitter's search engine and targeted the first tweets appearing as indicated by certain patterns in the claims. This would explain why only certain tweets were claimed despite many other identicals being left up because they were picked from the search bar not by going through accounts. Right after that, on that same day, Jessix was mentioned on Discord once again, this time by yet another alternate account featuring a similar account name. In this message, this individual is threatening Jessix over a copyright claim as well as threatening to go after the YouTube channel of the previously mentioned creator who had gotten suspended. This individual's threat to Jessix on this day proves that this individual is the one posing as Shueisha. The fact that this individual targeted the same type of tweets from the same account as their attack on December 22nd and having admitted to these being fraudulent claims in the past indicates that these Shueisha claims are fraudulent as well. This is further accentuated by the fact that Jessix received yet another copyright claim under Shueisha on January 7, 2021. 
Following this other claim, she was messaged once again by one of those accounts under a similar name with the request, Be My Girlfriend. This is so sad and pathetic, oh my god. And something that ties this entire matter together is the fact that Jessix has been present in every, and I mean every single claim performed by the Shueisha. Well, no other user has been included in every claim, no matter who got claimed. Jessix was also included in every takedown, even ones that was not sent to her. She was present in the mail. It was present in the mails that all the mutuals received. Jessica was targeted individually at first without any other users, and later everyone was included as collateral damage. Given the stalker-like attitude of the messages, it is not surprising Jessica is being dragged through this entire matter and proves even further that this was a calculated attack that ended involving the entire community. Tracing it back, this individual has a long history of harassing several content creators. I was able to trace several cases deriving from the same individual having harassed other content creators through the abuse of the copyright system among these content creators interestingly enough is a youtuber by the name of augie rfc does this same sound familiar because it's the exact same name the individual passing off as this shueisha employee is using in their claims and not just this but it was part of the username of the screenshot featured above this individual wanted to make it clear to Jessix it was him in the shueisha message without making it noticeable to anyone else involved in this case Similarly, on the exact same day this individual was harassing Jessix, they also harassed another content creator who was a friend of hers by posing as the same record label as the original claim on December 22nd, as well as sending second fraudulent claim posing as a game developer CD Projekt Red. At the same time, Jessix also received another claim, this time via Twitch, in the name of Mojang, developers of the game Minecraft. All these examples were identified as fraudulent by Twitter and Twitch staff caused by this individual in an attempt to stir even more chaos. As a final piece of evidence, the individual messaged this other content creator on Discord with an avatar of Marshall D. Teach, which proves that this individual is a One Piece fan, hence why he would be willing to target the One Piece community as well. This, when tied with all the aforementioned evidence, leaves no room for doubt this was nothing short of a calculated attack by someone pretending to be Shueisha. In conclusion, there's enough evidence to sustain with little to no room for doubt this dude should be a fucking prosecutor or a lawyer or something. Holy shit. That not only is the copyright claim sent false, but that the individual who sent these copyright claims is not an individual affiliated with Shueisha. The claimant does not provide adequate contact information and what is provided is not accurately or legally representative of the company, which was very evidently attained via unofficial means in an action that proves the individual was not affiliated with the company they pretended to represent. The claims they have made are incorrect, erroneous, and denouncing things that contradict what it stated within the complaint itself, and the individual is legally misrepresenting a company they hold no legal authority over, which is a serious crime and abuse of Twitter's copyright system. All evidence seems to point to an individual abusing the fragile copyright system of Twitter to harass and attack many individuals posing as a company they do not represent. This has resulted not only in the harassment, spread of fear, and threatening of many users' livelihoods and safety, but also in a defamation of the company they pretended to represent and hurting their public image. Furthermore, the evidence points to this individual being someone who has harassed, attacked, and threatened several content creators in the past with a long criminal record of copyright abuse. In an attempt to attack one of them, they have gotten involved the entire Dragon Ball and One Piece fandom. Sadly, Twitter's copyright system is incredibly easy to abuse. I've attempted to make false claims myself uh, to prove how inaccurate it is basically yeah uh just spreading awareness very very big massive shout outs to this dude this gentleman new world archer holy shit i felt like i was just reading like the most craziest crime novel out there so in turn 
uh, there's a high, 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 very, very high probability that the whole Shueisha thing was essentially a very targeted and calculated attack from a certain individual, and it was all because he wanted somebody to be his girlfriend. Holy shit, it's like an anime arc that wrote itself with this. Wow, like yo, Shueisha, if this is indeed correct and true, Shueisha should find this dude and take action because like that just smeared their name worldwide right now. Like that's not 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 good at all. And my gosh, that was one hell of a read. <laughs> Curious what you guys think though. Do you believe it? Do you think that this was some nut that essentially wanted a girl to be his girlfriend and dragged all of us into this shit and spread fear worldwide? Or do you think that, no, it's Shueisha and they're trying to cover their tracks, fam? Uh, and, and your thoughts on this whole story. I'm not even gonna lie. After reading that shit, I'm like, yo... I don't know. I, I feel like I just read a, a, a one shot of a manga or something. Wow. That's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Hit that bell to get all notifications. And if you want to follow any of my other social media, links in the description below. I'm from that world. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day, peace in, and god damn! <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm just in disbelief right now. Have an awesome one. It's nights like this, and times like this, What's that? that I can give another hit. But I've got this inside a switch, a natural